Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to the next exciting edition of Taylor Bay Sports with Kevin Taylor. And that, of course, is me. I'm your host, Kevin Taylor. Thank you so much for joining me for this edition of the program. And, of course, I'm coming to you, as I always do, from my hometown, the capital of Georgia, home of the 2016 NFC champion, Atlanta Falcons. It's Atlanta, Georgia, where we are rocking the sports bell from the ATL, and no doubt we talk sports from Atlanta and around the country. Thank you so much for joining me on this edition of the program. As on this show, we are going to discuss some big games this weekend here in the metro Atlanta area, consisting of college and professional teams. Let me tell you what I mean. Georgia Tech, they'll be hosting Pittsburgh on Saturday. Georgia will be hosting Mississippi State over in Athens as well as on Saturday. The Falcons travel to Detroit to take on the Lions. Atlanta United, they'll be at Mercedes-Benz Stadium taking on Montreal. The FedEx Tour Championship is right here in Atlanta over the East Lake uh, Golf Club. And uh, just so much to do. And also the Atlanta Braves are having their final home series of the weekend and also also the regular season. So a lot to do, like I told you, here in Atlanta sports-wise. And, you know, we're going to preview those events. Yes, we're going to cover it all right here on Taylor Bay Sports with Kevin Taylor. Make sure that you check me out on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It's real easy. Kevin Taylor 98. Again, it's Kevin Taylor 98. Also, you can check out my YouTube page at the Taylor Bay Sports with Kevin Taylor. There you will find different videos and, uh, you know, you just, you know, have an interactive view of, of what I'm seeing, you know, when I go to press conferences or, or interviews or things like that. So uh, check me out on social media. You know, I, I think, you know, you'll uh, follow me and be able to uh, have, a, have a friend that you can count on to give you good sports information and also, um, you know, a good assessment, you know, just being fair. You know, so definitely check it out also uh, on YouTube for the latest videos that I put up uh, under TaylorMade Sports with Kevin Taylor. All right, so like I told you, we've got some exciting um, events going on here from our local teams this weekend. And let's start with the Georgia Tech. As of course, Tech had an unexpected bye week last week due to Hurricane Irma. Uh, that actually caused the cancellation of last Saturday's game against uh, Central Florida in Orlando. Tech will be playing Pittsburgh on Saturday. They come into this game 1-1, one and, one, and it's the first time that they'll be playing in league play, as it, of course, is an ACC conference opener uh, for Tech, and Pittsburgh is now 1-2 and two on the season. Now, check this out. The Yellow Jackets have had 13 days of full rest, and, of course, it was welcome because they had just four days of rest between the season opener against Tennessee and the home opener against Jacksonville State. That was a 37-10 to 10 win. Tech is 19-15 in conference openers since officially beginning ACC play in 1983, and they're 7-2 in conference openers under head coach Paul Johnson. Trudy Tech and Pittsburgh are meeting for the 12th time overall and the fifth time as ACC opponents. Now, the Panthers lead the all-time series 7-4, to four, but – the team has flipped the first four meetings as conference foes. Now, the last two meetings have come right down to the wire with Pittsburgh winning the 2015 matchup on a 56-yard field goal with just over a minute to go in the game and last season's game on a 31-yard field goal as time ran out. Now, for Tech, quarterback Taquan Marshall, hey, he's playing well at the start of the season, scoring nine touchdowns, three passing and six rushing in just two games, and there's a highlight in the Tech's offense for sure. 
Nigeria leads the nation in scoring. Check this out. With 18 points per game and ranks second nationally in points responsible for 27 points per game. Now, let's hear from Georgia Tech head coach Paul Johnson about Saturday's game. Then after Coach Johnson, you'll hear from Pitt head coach Pat Narduzzi as they're talking about, you know, facing each other as well as Coach Narduzzi is talking about Tech quarterback Taquan Marshall. So uh, here they are talking about, you know, this game earlier this week. And, of course, what they'll be. We're excited to be opening the ACC play this weekend and against a, a pit team that, that we've had some really great games with the last two years but come up short. So uh, we got a lot of respect for what Pat and his staff do and for their football team and looking forward to a good game here on Saturday. Uh, headed into uh, week four here, uh, really the second quarter of our season and, and starting the ACC play. So we're, we're anxious and, um, and ready for ACC play. We obviously go down and, and face, a you know, I think a very talented uh, uh, Georgia Tech football team, uh, Taekwon Marshall, quarterback for them, has uh, done an exceptional job of running the football. They've played two games so far. Uh, they're very, uh, very athletic, very disciplined football team, well coached, and uh, it should be a great ball down in Atlanta. All right. That was Pat Arduzzi uh, following Coach Johnson there. So I expect a great game, and I think Tech will come away with a win here. Kickoff is at 1220, and, of course, you can catch the game on the ACC Network, and it's going to be broadcast to 120 markets on the ACC Network. So a lot of exposure for this game on Saturday. So, uh, like I said, it should be a good game with Tech coming out on top. Now, Georgia, yes, they are facing a tough task as it's still early in the season. Georgia's now ranked 11th in the country, and uh, tough one, like I said, at home against 17th-ranked Mississippi State. Mississippi State will enter the contest leading the SEC and ranked ninth nationally in scoring. They're averaging just under 48 points per game, while they only give up nine points a game. Can you believe that? The talk of the SEC West is Nick Fitzgerald, as he's the reigning SEC Offensive Player of the Week while Daryl Williams, who's an offensive lineman, and Je- uh, Jeffrey Simmons, who's a nose guard, were also recognized by the league for their play in last Saturday's 30-point win over 12th-ranked LSU. And let me tell you, that game turned a lot of heads for a lot of people, especially in the SEC. Now, speaking of quarterbacks, Georgia's true freshman quarterback, Jacob Fromm, he started the past two games due to sophomore Jacob Eason being sidelined with a knee injury. He's played well, passing for 34 57 for 449 yards and five TDs, one pick, and two fumbles, though. But, uh, you know, overall, I mean, he's a freshman, so he's just going to continue to get better. So, like I said, he hasn't played, played badly. He's played well, and I think he has really just uh, played the way the coaches have wanted him to. Just steady and consistent with room to grow. You know, just just my take on it. Now, uh, let's hear from uh, Coach Smart and also Mississippi State head coach Dan Mullen as they preview Saturday's game between the Hedges in Athens. Yeah, we're looking forward to a big um, SEC home opener with uh, Mississippi State. Um, got a great program. Got a lot of respect for Dan and uh, – we get to uh, visit each other a lot in the summer. He's got a lake house over near mine, and I think his team is uh, very well improved defensively. They're doing some, a lot of really good things, and Nick Fitzgerald has proven to be one of the uh, 
premier quarterbacks, not only in the country, but in the SEC as well. So we got some great challenges ahead of us and uh, look forward to a big-time matchup. Uh, you know, obviously this is a, a huge challenge for our team this week. Um, you know, uh, going to play a, a, a top-ten team on the road, a very talented uh, Georgia football team, and, and having to go do it in the hostile environment. And uh, uh, we had a tough challenge last week. Our, our guys answered that, but that was at home. And uh, But uh, even tougher challenge this week. And, and so we've had a good week of practice so far. we got to keep uh, – keep grinding, keep improving, and hopefully we can play better this Saturday than we did last Saturday and um, uh, try to find a, get a, find a way to get a win uh, in a tough environment Saturday night. It's going to be tough, but of course I think Georgia will come out in this battle of the Bulldogs on Saturday night. I think Georgia will come out on top. I think they'll start fast, especially get their running game going with, of course, the two workhorses, Sonny Michelle and Nick Chubb. Of course, Nick Chubb is a feature back, and Sonny Michelle is the kind of not a mop-up back, but, of course, the guy who can give you a different change of pace. And uh, like I said, Jacob Farm, as long as he manages the game just the way the coaches want him to, not just doing too much, doing only what he's supposed to do. And behind that offensive line, I think that the Bulldogs can't put up enough points to be able to get a win. And I think the defense will play consistently as well. You can catch this game. It's a national televised game on ESPN at 7 p.m. So everybody in the Atlanta area, you've got Georgia Tech during the day, you've got Georgia at night. So, hey, it's a win-win. So all you have to do is just stay in front of your TV and watch local football. That's all you got to do. <laughs> Nothing else, right? Some other local college games adventures are Clark Atlanta. They'll be on the road to take you on Lane College and Morehouse. They're on the road as well to face Miles College. So uh, some great football action here locally. Uh, coming up this weekend here, not just in Atlanta or the state, but also in Alabama with Clark and Morehouse as well. It's Taylor May Sports uh, with Kevin Taylor as we're rocking the sports bell from the ATL. Now, moving on to the NFL, the Atlanta Falcons, hey, they have really come on very well here to start of the season. And, uh, of course, they're 2-0 and now with the victories to start the season over the NFC North opponents that they <laughs> have had to start the year off. The first three games are against NFC North opponents. I think they happened last year with the AFC East, if I'm not mistaken, but they, uh, they had, uh, you know, games against just one conference, getting them out the way, you know, basically to start the season. But, uh, uh, of course, you had victories in the season opener with Chicago. Then you had uh, the game this past Sunday night against Green Bay. Now, You've got the Falcons heading to Detroit for a matchup in Motown against the Lions on Sunday. Now, last Sunday night, it was a big primetime matchup. Of course, the first regular season game played at Mercedes-Benz Stadium and a lot of fanfare. Of course, national televised game on NBC. The Falcons, they, they put on a show for sure in primetime as uh, the Falcons won for the first time at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. I'll be going on two during the preseason. Matt Ryan finished the game with 19 of 28 for 252 yards and one TD and a 108 quarterback passer rating. And he also extended his streak of 200-plus yards passing to 57 games, and he is now up to 20 games with a passing touchdown in the victory over Green Bay last Sunday night. Now, Green Bay Devontae, De- Devontae Freeman scored two rushing touchdowns on the night, 
and uh, they were 24th and 25th rushing touchdowns since 2015 in their first, that's right, first in the NFL during that time period. How about that? Congratulations, Devontae. He's just going to continue to get better as the season goes along for sure. It was also Freeman's eighth multi-touchdown game of his career in the sixth game with two-plus rushing touchdowns. Freeman finished the game with 19 carries for 84 yards and two receptions for 16 yards. Now, wide receiver Julio Jones had five catches for 108 yards in his first 100-yard game of the season and his 36th of his career, and he's going to rack up many more for sure, no doubt about that. Um, now, that actually for Julio is three off the franchise record. So I think he's going to get that, no doubt about that, before the end of the year. Now, the defense, though, well, we'll get to the good first before the bad. Uh, the defense held the Packers to 59 rushing yards and about a four-yard per carry average on the night. The Falcons also sacked Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers three times, extending their sack streak to 17 straight games and two straight games with three-plus sacks. Adrian Claiborne had a sack, Big Beasley, had two sacks before he had to leave the game with a slightly torn hamstring, and Devondre Campbell had a sack. Desmond Trufant recorded his first defensive touchdown and his first interception of the season. Of course, he's returning from a shoulder injury that ended the season last year. Now, Trufant's pick was the eighth of his career, and it was the second TD he's recorded in his career as well. Now, for Desmond, his play earned him the NFC Player Defensive Player of the Week Award, so congratulations. The best of true fun on being the NFC Defensive Player of the Year because he definitely played like it last Sunday night. Also, kicker Matt Bryant made two field goals at 50-plus yards, which is the fourth time in his career he's made two 50-plus yard field goals in a single game and marked his 200 and 201st field goal as an Atlanta Falcon. Now, here's the disappointing part. In addition to Vic Beasley Jr., tackle Ryan Schrader left last week's game with a concussion, and defensive tackle Courtney Upshaw suffered a knee and ankle injury. Now, both Schrader and Upshaw have not participated in practice, and I believe they're going to be out for some of the game along with Beasley. Also, Brian Hill has not made it back from his ankle injury either. Uh, but, of course, the losses to Beasley and Upshaw are huge on the Falcons' defensive side. But uh, the good thing about it is the Falcons do have some good depth defensively. Now, let's hear from the defensive coordinator Mark Quinn, um, Mark Emanuel, speaking about how the team will respond to those injuries on defense. Because, like I said, they are huge going into Our standard game. is our standard. Uh, that's one thing about our brotherhood. The next guy in understands that. And the cool part about what we do here and the atmosphere that you and environment is that the next man up, is already prepared. We play with the next man up every week. We keep a rotation that enough guys get a chance to go out and play. So we're excited from that standpoint with the guys that we have that fill in the rotation until he comes back. I think it would be a combination of everything. Um, uh, Devondre has done a great job. A lot of people don't understand how much he's put, how much work he's put in. But I think from the standpoint that we have guys, you know, Shelby, Tack, those guys ready to play. Brooks Reed, we got a combination of guys. It's just you don't replace, and we always talk about this same thing happened with True. We always talk about it. You don't replace one guy with one guy. It's a combination of guys, and that's what our brotherhood is. And we're just ready to go battle. And those guys, when they call upon on, I know they're going to be ready. This line is quarterback Matthew Stafford. Um, extremely fast. Um, you know, physical. 
uh, they play hard. Um, it's not um, an overly complicated scheme. They line up and, and they play. Um, they do some things that will make you think and make you work, no question. But, um, you know, they've got really good players. They've got two, um, you know, high-end corners, um, a really good safety, um, some linebackers that can fly, and, uh, you know, a defensive line that's really disruptive. So at every level they've got playmakers, and that's what makes a good defense, and, and that's what they are. All right, Matthew Stafford taking notes of the Falcons' defense in that sound clip there. And Marco Emmanuel, hey, you know, he's already looking for the next man to step up in the absence of Big Beasley. There's going to be some big shoes to field, but of course, a lot of fans, they really want to see Dwight Freedy come back. And I'm, I'm one of them, you know, but I guess they're looking at where is Big Beasley is maybe going to be out for about a month. So you're looking at his return, I would say, about November. So. Why sign a guy if he's not gonna if, if the guy's replacing he's not gonna be out for an extended amount of time? Which I can see. But still, you got Tack McKinley now. You know, he probably could mentor this young man, get him to be a elite pass rusher as well. But um, you know, I see I see both sides of it. You know, you're bringing in a guy who still can contribute just like you did last year, as well as you know, he could be a mentor. But at the same time, from the business standpoint, why bring in a guy Paying them, you know, a good bit of money to only be here just a few weeks. So, but, uh, hey, you know, it's, it's about the next man who can step up. And I, I think the Falcons will have a good rotation, and a deep rotation to keep Detroit off balance. And I think the Falcons will come away with a victory on Sunday afternoon. And I guess you can catch that game at 1 o'clock on Fox. It's Taylor Bay Sports with Kevin Taylor. And uh, we're going to now move and shift gears to the Atlanta United, the other tenants at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. And uh, they have been playing very well here. And uh, after they set a record attendance for a major league soccer team, the United, they're trying to prepare for the home stretch of their season this Sunday with a home match against the Montreal Impact, who are still fighting for the playoffs. The game will start at 5 p.m. at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, and you can catch that game also on Fox. Now, after Sunday's game, the United, they'll continue their homestand on Wednesday night against Philadelphia at 7 p.m. Now, for golf, it's a big weekend here in in Atlanta because it's the Tour Championship, the FedEx Tour Championship, the who's who of golf. You know, it's been pretty much going to be talking about Atlanta, trying to find out what is the latest, with uh, who's on the top of the leaderboard at the FedEx Tour Championship. And I have it for you. Going into the weekend as we record this program, I've got it for you. Okay, are you ready? Here we go. At the East League Golf Country Club in East Atlanta, just east of downtown Atlanta, of course. And uh, today, Friday, was the second round of the FedEx Tour Championship. Justin Thomas, he ended the day atop the leaderboard. Paul Casey and Webb Simpson also hold a share of the leader in pursuit of a $10 million prize. You heard me right. $10 million. I need to take up coffee. I'm just saying. I do. Only the top five golfers, though, in the FedEx Cup standings can automatically go home with the championship, of course, in this tournament if they win. Now, currently, there are four golfers that are six under par and three are five under. Now, Thomas actually entered the week in second place, and Jordan Spieth had the lead. But Spieth has struggled, leaving the door open for Thomas to possibly get the win 
in this tournament, and how how wonderful would that be for uh, Justin Thomas to uh, get this tour championship? Now, if you're going to be in the Metro Atlanta area for the FedEx Tour Championship, and if you're planning to attend, it's going to be some great weather here in Atlanta over the weekend. Mid to upper 80s for highs, so you definitely want to dress comfortably. It's the first weekend of fall, I know. You're probably saying, Kevin, you know, that's, that's, that's like summertime weather. I love it. But, hey, it's Atlanta. I know it's, I know it's the first weekend of fall, but, hey, it's like that here. It really doesn't get cooler until really October. But we're not far away from October. But if you are going to be in the Atlanta area, like I said, just dress comfortably, okay? It's going to be very warm, but you're going to have a great time at the FedEx Tour Championship on Saturday and Sunday. And uh, we'll see who wins it and uh, takes home the $10 million prize, no doubt. All right, now switching to baseball, the Braves, hey, they're getting ready to close out their season. And, uh, of course, you know, you've got some changes that the Braves have made. Of course, they're going younger. You know, they're trying to get some new players in the mix with uh, Rio Ruiz and uh, Yaman, uh, Johan Camargo. Uh, of course, you've got Lane Adams, who's played very well. You've got Ashad Newcomb, uh, who's played very well also, who uh, got a second win actually earlier tonight as uh, the Braves. Uh, they got the win uh, at home against Philadelphia in uh, game one of their final home series of the regular season. You know, the Braves will finish up the regular season on the road, but uh, the Braves, they, they're, they're looking for that youth. They're looking for uh, the, the, the young stars, Ozzy uh, Albies, to compliment uh, Freddie Free in this lineup. And uh, you can tell that they are really going to try to look at their pitching going into the offseason as well as who can be uh, competitive on this roster to, you know, build a team around Freddie Freeman. Uh, the, the veterans on this team, hey, they may not be here uh, next year. You never know. Nick Marquez, Matt Kemp, uh, some other guys, hey, they could be moved to get these young guys in some playing time. But that was the that was the notion on the Braves anyway. They were going to move into this uh, new ballpark, be competitive, which they have been. Still have a shot, though. Still have a shot at being a second and finishing second in second place on the regular season. Miami right now is in second place, but uh, they still have a shot at it. Still have a shot. But that's coming from a long way from finishing in last place, like for the past year, of course. But, uh, you know, they're still just a little bit behind Washington in the division. But um, you never know. A deal here and there, some financial flexibility, you know, to bring some free agents in in the offseason, compliment these young guys. You can have a, a definitely competitive team for the division next season. But, of course, you know, this season has not ended just yet. Like I said, you know, they're looking for that, that, that young talent that they can really build upon going into the next years. And uh, Ronald Acuna, Hey, he's playing very well at the minor league level. So a lot of people expect for him to be up at some time next year. So probably at some point, if not at the start of the season, maybe at the end of the season, uh, or, you know, maybe the middle part of the season, he'll probably be called up. So, um, you know, just, just some some great talent is, um, you know, around the Braves right now. Quick dance, these ones, and I think he'll get back on track next season. Uh, so uh, just, just a lot of uh, – uh, uh, players right now for the Braves that really have some bright futures for this team. But uh, the Braves, like I told you, they're getting ready to close out their season uh, with just over a little more than a week to go as it's the final weekend series at home. And uh, they won against Philadelphia on Friday night, game two 
of uh, their three-game series against the Phillies is Saturday at 7:10, and Sunday is at 1:35, of course, at SunTrust Park. So, uh, uh, you know, the Braves, you know, they, they, like I said, they, they have a lot of work ahead, but uh, I think they can get it done. Uh, you know, good uh, management, good uh, front office personnel, and uh, you know they're really trying to uh, not, I know, be swept. You know, a lot of series. Uh, they're really trying to be competitive, and uh, you know, but uh, with building the farm system, you want to have some depth. You want to have guys who can, you know, be called upon. You know, from Gwinnett to be able to take a spot if, if a guy gets injured. And, um, you know, you really want to have that depth either on the major league roster or minor league roster in the Braves. They really built up that farm system for sure. And I have what, still one of the best minor league systems, I'm sure, in baseball. And I'd like to tell you the Braves, uh, they actually won tonight 7-2 to over Philadelphia. So, uh, hey, you're in the Atlanta area, you know, you want to take in a baseball game last last uh, uh, uh uh, series of the regular season for the Braves definitely do it between uh, Saturday night at seven seven ten and Sunday at one thirty five. The Braves finish out the season going to New York next week for a four game series against the Mets and three games in Miami against the Marlins. So uh, what a way to wrap up baseball and you got some competitive pity races for sure. So uh, baseball is uh, definitely still uh, heating up as uh, we're now into fall with going into postseason with just over a week away uh, from that and also with just over a week ago, week to go, rather, uh, in the uh, regular season. All right, well, that's going to do it for this edition of Taylor Bay Sports with Kevin Taylor. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, on the next edition of the program, we're going to talk about basketball. Yes, I know it's the latter part of September, but hey, it's almost time for the NBA again. Yes, the NBA. <laughs> The Atlanta Hawks are about to hit the training camp, so of course we're going to get you uh, uh, some uh, coverage with that. Also, the regular season will start like in another month almost, so at that time, you know, they'll be heading back to work. The NHL will be starting back in just a few days. Wow, you know, we're still going to be talking about the Atlanta Falcons, Tech, Georgia, local college football, and of course wrapping up the Atlanta Braves season as well. So make sure that you check me out on Facebook, Twitter, and even Instagram for the latest of Taylor Bay Sports with Kevin Taylor. And you can find me on social media again at Kevin Taylor 98 and on YouTube at Taylor Bay Sports with Kevin Taylor. All right, have a great weekend, everyone. Never be discouraged, always encouraged. Until the next time, I'm out.